0: playoff time let's go this is where i really kick in to overdrive and make some money that's my assumption i've spent 17 weeks of the regular season just gearing out my plays fleshing out my thought process and now it's go time now that we're down to uh six games It's go time for me, so I hope you're ready for this. I'm BG, joined by JK, NKC, Big Doe Joe is with me, no shark daddy uh, this go-round, but to bring us that explicit tag is Cole Beasley's music to open up the show. Joe, how do you feel about Cole Beasley and his rap career? Man,
1: I don't, I don't know how I feel about Cole Beasley in his rap career. I think he needs to slick, stick to being a slot receiver myself.
0: Wow! Dude, I think he's kind of good. Look, I mean, he's not
1: bad, but like, it shouldn't be his day job.
0: Well, he's got the NFL right now. What he should do is take some of that NFL money, go buy some better beats and a feature or two. All of a sudden, my man is on the charts. I'm telling you. I think he could go somewhere with that. Who's your favorite athlete turned music performer?
1: Like they, they were an athlete. Now they're exclusively music performer or all of the above either one, man.
0: I I like Dame. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He's all right. Actually. He's all right. Actually. He's not bad. Um, He's not bad. I'll go, I'll put some of that at the end of the show. How about that? All right. And then uh, maybe we'll be right or wrong on that because you know we love handing out them frosty takes. Although, <laughs> last week, let's go to the listener league that you can always join us via the links at Dumpster Sports on Twitter. Last week, the final regular season listener league in its second place. With 193, Joe cashing representing for the podcast. You had a couple frosty ones in there. The Jets defense against the Patriots. Interesting call. Yeah. I they mean, had two points. They've
1: just been awful all season. I mean, defense is just so variant. Like, there should sure. be a week that a 2000 defense goes for 15 points because they caught an interception and took it for six. I mean, sure. It is what it is with defense. It's just whatever fits for me.
0: The only other snowflake you had was Devontae Adams. How does that happen when Green Bay scores 35? Right? Um, Because if he goes for what you expect, even his mid-range, you have an extra 10 points there and you're up at 203.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't.
0: Pretty impressive. Parnum in there at tight end. Um, he had 12, which was pretty strong. Not too bad. You went with the Ty Montgomery, um, like most of the rest of the world, who got you 14, which is respectable. Up top, how about Wake Border? 1023 up top with the 208. We always say it's easy money in this room. This ain't easy money. This is tough money. Oh. Joe, I lied. I wasn't even talking about your lineup. I was talking about his. You didn't have Devontae Adams. You had Mike know. Williams for I 25, did. Justin Jefferson for 25, D. Hember and uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, both for almost 40. You went with Justin Herbert last week. That's right. Yeah. Against man. the Chiefs. Yeah. In their second stream I was
1: I was so upset with uh, Anthony Lynn last week. Like, how are you not getting your rookie quarterback the rookie record? Like, I know I'm a Chiefs fan, and I don't really want to see that record set against us. But
0: man, what he you needed 40 for yards. He needed oh, 40 yards more than he sick. got,
1: and they just that's were sick. running out the clock to end the game. Like, you got to air it out for 40 more yards. Come on, now.
0: Wake Border with the 208, actually, with the Devontae Adams played pretty well. Pretty good one. All right, so this week I was looking at the leagues, and you were talking about this slate, and it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this week it's going to be the Saturday slate, the three-game slate on Saturday is a featured slate. The three-game slate on Sunday is a featured slate. Those are where you're going to get your big prizes this week. Um, If you try and play all the games, do all six, it's not quite as big of a prize pool. Uh, I mean, you can still get a decent amount of money. You can get in a decent field, but the two main slates are the two solo day slates.
0: So that's interesting because I was set in lineups. I'd rather play... The Saturday-Sunday slate, I'm not playing huge money anyway. It seems like that's the way to go. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, for for the small fish like us, I I think that's the better way to go Anyways, just getting those smaller entry tournaments and you don't have to be as perfect to get to the big spots.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's talk uh, Saturday. This should be interesting wild card weekend. So let's go ahead and look at Saturday and we'll just go... Game by game here, Joe, real quick. Um, Indy versus Buffalo. I was looking at pro football Doc um, and some of his uh, injury stuff, and it looks like Indy's kind of hurting. Um, defensively in the backfield, they're kind of hurting. They got a couple offensive linemen um, hurting as well. They have uh, DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle, questionable with an ankle. If we're talking about injuries, I'm really keeping an eye on Cole Beasley in this game. Um, I don't know. Two people at my day job, pick the Colts to upset the Bills. And I say, no way that happens. I'm saying Bills, by easily 10 or more. I think they cover um I think I think this one honestly might get ugly. Where are you at on this game and um what do we know about any idea it's what's well, Thursday night right now? Any idea on these injuries?
1: I haven't really heard much about the injury situations in this game. I um, mean, if I didn't Kobe, even know Andy was hurting. Honestly.
0: Yeah. If you go to Pro Football Doc, um They have a free safety that's been out all season. They have a cornerback that um, is out with a concussion. Um, So plus that defensive lineman, um, which who's questionable now it's the playoffs. So you got to assume they're going to be there. Um, They have two, they have uh, an ankle on the offensive line and, uh, another guy that tore his Achilles on the offensive line, so he's out. Um, I guess what I'm worried about is Cole Beasley. If Cole Beasley doesn't play, Isaiah McKenzie, thirty three hundred last week. What did he go for? Nine targets. He also had like uh, that return. He had thirty points. You think you can run him back?
1: I think you can run him back. I I worry about Gabe Davis kind of taking some of that role also. So I don't know yeah. if they're going to be splitting that because John, with John Brown back, he'll be out on the other wing opposite of Steph Diggs. So that's my only right. the concern there.
0: So you don't know that McKenzie gets that necessarily as much because John Brown wasn't back and Cole Beasley were both out last week. Um, so it was an easier opportunity. Yeah,
1: for- I think last week was partially they had it in the bag. They were up huge and they didn't they didn't have to win that game for it to mean anything. So why run out Steph Diggs for four quarters and why, why push the ball to John Brown and so on and so forth. Like there was no need to get any of their players more stats.
0: So, So the bills have the highest implied total on the slate by two points. Um, it looks like Goff may not play. Where are you at on quarterbacks on this slate?
1: I mean, I think I think Josh Allen is far and away the best quarterback on this slate. Um, I'm going to have trouble getting away from him.
0: Uh, now, you always say you don't worry about quarterback ownership, but this is a three-game slate. He's projected at 20-plus percent ownership.
1: Right. But, I mean, any all the quarterbacks on this slate are going to be relatively high-owned. Um, it's not like he's going to be 60% and everybody else is going to be 10. Okay. If it, if, it were, if it were getting up like that, then I would start thinking maybe we'll go a different way. And I'm not going to for sure lock Josh Allen in. Um, I like I don't hate going Tom Brady maybe this week. Um, man, Russell Wilson is just disappointed the last like eight weeks. He was on my season right. long and that hurt.
0: Right. 18, um, 19, 13, 23, 17. I mean, not not horrible, but he's not 4X in his salary. Right. Very many times in there.
1: Honestly, I, I mean, I know I know. you and I kind of talked about this guy last week. I, I'm thinking about going all the way down and taking the, the Wolford on Wall Street.
0: Whew. Now, what are the odds he's going to play?
1: Uh, I'm hearing, I, I have been hearing that goof might not play, uh, and I am not a big fan of goof. Uh, goof is not good at football, so I will definitely not be playing Jared Goff this week. I mean, mean, there's a 0% chance I'll play Jared Goff.
0: But Jared Goff's average is what? Any idea? I mean, he's gone. Yeah. I have no clue, but. 10, 16, 15, 24, 6, 25. What's Wofford going to get you?
1: Wofford is going to run, which is going to get you. I mean, last week he got five and a half, six points just off of running. And that was no touchdowns, no nothing. He got to 13, 14 points last week. So Jared Goff doesn't have that rushing floor. So Wofford is already starting with four points that Jared Goff's not getting. So he's already got a passing touchdown that Jared Goff is not going to bring to you.
0: Okay. So listen, we were going to go game by game. Let's go back to this game. That was my fault. Indy versus Buffalo running backs. um, Zach Moss, I think disappointed a lot of people. And by a lot of people, I specifically mean me. Uh, Three running attempts last week. He did have a big catch. Uh, Singletary had three rush attempts last week. I don't even know how that happens. Antonio Williams uh, didn't. Was that last week? Twelve rush attempts, it's versus Miami. Um, so obviously, the one everybody's going to be looking at here is Jonathan Taylor. Any interest in Jonathan Taylor?
1: So here's the thing: when when it's this three game slate like this, I think you have to tell yourself a story. And if the story that you're telling yourself is if you think Indy's keeping this close, they're keeping it within this touchdown that is predicted, um, they're what six and a half point dogs right now. So yeah. if they're keeping it within six, I think Jonathan Taylor is a great play. I think if if you're telling yourself the story that Buffalo's going to blow them out, I think Naeem Hines is the go-to running back this week.
0: Okay. This game specifically. Uh, yeah. Let's talk wide receivers because then we're going to have to go back and compare all the running backs, right? Um, Hines versus Akers and, and Rojo. So, Stefan Diggs, obviously a beast. I think he pairs fairly easily if you're going Josh Allen, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think if you go Josh Allen this week, you got to go Steph Diggs. Um,
0: Especially if Cole Beasley is out.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I mean, that's going to be a super high on stack, but that's also a stack that if you don't have it, it could go off and you're buried, and you're buried by 2 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Right. Um, Dawson Knox at tight end, coming in pretty cheap, 3,200 this week, eight targets uh, last week, he only caught two of them, four targets, seven targets, four targets. I got to admit, I'm looking at him at tight end. I haven't gone through all of them yet, but I like him. He's nice and cheap, and that might be a nice secondary play with Diggs, especially if Beasley's out. Yeah. On the indie side, um, Trey Burton and Jack Doyle are both out there. Moali Cox. So tight end is ugly. What about wide receivers for Indy? TY at 5,100. I mean, he's uh, looking strong at the end of the season. 11, 7, 6, 11, 7, and 7 uh, targets. He's had 18, 25, 25, 11, 9, 13. So that nine. Is the one game he hasn't had double digits in the last five? Um, if you do think it's a bit of a blowout, him, I mean, Ty Hilton has to be appealing, right?
1: Man, yeah. I mean, he's a little appealing because they're they're gonna have to throw the ball if they're down for sure. And he's been getting he's been getting a lot better targets than he was early in the season. Early in the season, he was sitting right low single digits often. So right. we like seeing that mid to upper single digits at least. So uh, T.Y. Hilton at 5K, I don't hate. Um, I will say Buffalo has a great corner in Tredavious White, who could be playing him, could be on Pittman. Um, I think Zach Pascal is the slot receiver in Indy, and the Buffalo defense is not good against the slot receiver. So that might be where I'm trying to attack this defense this week.
0: But Zach Pascal's most targets this season is seven. I don't yep. know, man. I'm, I don't love anybody on that Indy side. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll uh, slap together a lineup, see where we end up. Uh, the Rams versus Seattle. I got to tell you, I convinced myself of this today and I, I'm going to start out with this. I think the defensive play of the weekend is the Rams.
1: Okay. Why is that?
0: Disagree. Say, that's crazy against Seattle. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. So, one, I think they'll be super low owned, right? Because everybody goes, oh, Seattle, you don't want to mess with them. But Seattle actually has one of the lower totals at only 22. 22.75 Right? 22.75 right now is their implied total. Here's the other thing. Russ is second in touchdowns thrown. He's second in interceptions as well. Uh, the Rams have a really good defensive line, if not decent defensive backs. Plus, if you look at, let's go to uh, Russ's season, okay? Because you go, oh man, second touchdowns, that's impressive. Their schedule is bad. It is weak. Let me tell you what Russ has done against teams in the playoffs. Touchdown, no interception. Uh, Touchdown, interception. Uh, (laughs) Do-do-do-do. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um they just don't play listen. And so you go, oh man, he's been amazing. He had four and O against Atlanta. He went five and one against the Patriots, five and O against Dallas, and I'm talking touchdowns to interceptions. So he had five touchdowns, first, uh, two of the first three games against Dallas, New England, Atlanta, he had four. San Francisco, he had four, uh, the Jets, he had four. But dude, against some of these better teams. Again, like Buffalo, two interceptions, two touchdowns. Arizona, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, I just don't think he plays that well against these better teams. Uh, He does get sacked a lot. The Rams put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I think it's a sneaky defensive play. Where are you at on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely... uh... I think they can be a sneaky defensive play this week for sure. Um, I have another sneaky defense that I'm also liking this week. Okay. But, I Let's mean, I'm never going to say no to Jalen Ramsey covering the best receiver on the team, and you have Aaron Donald and some right. other pass rushers rushing that quarterback.
0: Right, exactly. Let me see, um, NFL, who, who are you talking? And I know we're not going team by team anyway, but go ahead.
1: I'm thinking I might go with the Washington Redskins, the Washington I, football team.
0: Okay, Sorry. okay. Um,
1: Washington football team has one of the best defensive lines in football. Period. Uh, their front seven is just insane. Tom Brady is a statue back there. Uh, they could give up all the points in the world, but if they're getting sacks and possibly getting picks, um, I'm all about it.
0: Okay, so. they are. They are cheaper. Yeah, they're
1: they're 2.4 K. Um I mean they've had some duds this year, but they've been five or more points often. Um yeah. Their last their last six games. They've had two that were two, they've had a fourteen, a twenty two, an eight, and a nine. I mean so,
0: dude, I'm looking at the um defensive sacks. The Rams are second with fifty three. Washington had 47. Um, So let's go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Offense. Let's look at sacks given up. Okay. Sacked. Who's been sacked the most? Obviously the Eagles, then Washington, Seattle sacked 48 times. Um, Where's Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay only sacked 22 times. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see who's given up more interceptions. Uh, let's see offensive. Let's see interceptions. Uh, obviously it's going to be some of these, the Broncos, the Eagles, there's Washington. Uh, they've given up 16 interceptions. I expected Tom Brady to be up there. Uh, where's Tampa Bay? All right. So Tampa Bay with 12 interceptions. Where's Seattle? Uh, I thought they were up there. Seattle with 13. So I'm with you, man. That's a six and the one. I don't know. I think that's kind of a toss up. I still like the Rams a little bit more, but they are $500 more as well.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I just think everybody's going to look at that Tampa Bay team, look at that 26 and a half total, and nobody's going to click on Washington. Washington gets one pick six and nobody else on this. Nobody else on the defense does or no, no other defenses do, and uh, I mean, you're running away with the money because nobody's clicking Washington football team this week.
0: They are a good defense, though. I'm with you, and Tom Brady has had some really bad games. Now, I think Tom Brady performs in the playoffs.
1: I agree, but the, right. if you look at the games that Tom Brady has struggled this year, it's the games that teams were bringing pressure, and he didn't have the time to sit back there and Pick people apart. So well, I think that could many, be something Washington does this week.
0: How many? Yeah, Washington had 47 sacks. The Rams 53. Okay, so uh pick your poison there. I think those are a couple good options. All right, let's go back. You talked about um Wofford maybe at quarterback just because he's forty nine hundred. Um we talked and we said Russ, we don't love him. Let's talk running backs. Um, any must plays here there's not a, a lot of good options chris Carson maybe um yeah, but we I mean, already talked about the Rams having a decent defensive line
1: right I mean I think you could go chris Carson he's not my favorite this week but Seattle is uh, for some reason for whatever reason the last like eight weeks of the season Seattle's defense has finally like stepped up and they have I think they've just Said we're not gonna let Russ cook anymore. Russ was cooking at a five star restaurant to begin the season and now he's back flipping burgers at McDonald's or something. Right. I, I don't know what's going on, but they are not trying to air out the ball. So Chris Carson could be a sneaky play this week.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um the Rams kind of a messy backfield. Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown. anybody there? You love either one of those guys? I mean, yeah, I guess I, we're gonna have to pay some of these play some of them.
1: Yeah, I I think that's why I'm not probably clicking that Chris Carson um, name this week. I'm probably dropping down for $800 of savings, and I think I would rather take Cam Akers over Chris Carson.
0: Yeah, no, I agree there. All right, look, look at wide receivers. A uh, lot of actually wide receivers now. Of course, you got Wofford uh, throwing to these guys, and you already said that you like him for his legs. Um, let's talk about ceiling here. You're looking at Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett. You think um, over DK Metcalf because of uh, Ramsey?
1: Yeah, I think I think Ramsey is still going to shadow DK Metcalf and. The fact that DK Metcalf is priced lower than Tyler Lockett seems a tad bit ridiculous Um, because I mean, DK could take anything to the house. If they would just throw that man a couple screens a game, uh, he could go to the house for any of them. Sure. Um, But yeah, I I think Tyler Lockett has the easier matchup this week. I think he is probably the better play as much as it hurts me to say that because I am a DK Metcalf fan. But, yeah, that's that's probably the name I would click if I'm taking one of these Seattle wide receivers.
0: And then Robert Woods. I mean, again, we don't really know Wofford. He runs the ball a lot. You don't know where he's going to throw it.
1: Right. Um, Cooper Cup is also coming back this week. Yeah. Um, so you would think that would also help uh, Wofford a little bit. Uh, it looks like he targeted Robert Woods seven times last week. Obviously, Cooper didn't play. Um. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. Wide receiver is tough this week, um, which is why I'm, at least on the Saturday site, which is probably why I'm going so heavy on this Buffalo team from the earlier game.
0: All right, let's go to the last game on Saturday. Tampa Bay, Washington, Tampa Bay, like a nine-point favorite right here. Um, I don't know, man. You could make an argument for either quarterback. Obviously, Tom Brady could – throw for several touchdowns. He's not gonna run anywhere. Alex Smith could dump it off a bunch of times. He's only fifty one hundred. I mean two hundred more than um Wafford and you know he's gonna throw the ball even if he's not gonna throw it downfield.
1: Yeah, so the only worry with Alex Smith this week is they've been talking about uh him and um is it Heineke? Heineke, Heineke? splitting splitting Snaps right there. So, why I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, being watching Alex Smith here in Kansas City for so long, I don't know if they think Taylor Heneke, Heineke, whatever, is a, a better downfield thrower or what. Um, but we know Alex isn't that guy, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's up there. I don't know if Alex is hurting or what, but that's that's the reason I am not looking at Alex Smith this week.
0: All right, so then I would assume that means who who are we looking at? Let's go running backs. I was just going to talk about wide receivers because obviously the Washington side must not appeal to you. Let's talk running backs though first. Uh, Antonio Gibson, McKissick. Uh, I I have been on McKissick more probably than I should this season, especially with Alex Smith, because we know again being in Kansas City, the dude loves to dump down. To his running backs, if you look at McKissick, um, he's had over 10 targets in three of the last five games. Um, if they're trying to play catch up with Tampa Bay, again, I got to think McKissick is the play here. Him, Gibson, Rojo, Fournette, who are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think this Washington side is a lot like the Indy side. If you think it's going to be a close game, uh, you go Antonio Gibson. And you're happy with your call there. If you think Washington's trailing big and they're trying to come back, I think I think J.D. McKissick is the guy because if he gets eight catches out of the backfield, that's eight points plus whatever yardage he gets. And you're almost two paying off his salary. Right. Um, but like I said, if, if they're in the game, w- who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we had a week a couple weeks ago that Antonio Gibson got seven targets and went for... 36 and a half. So
0: right. He had twenty rush attempts, but that was Dallas. Right. I mean, all right. And so, Tampa Bay
1: defense is is a good run defense.
0: Right. Stout. Now it's still a mess in the backfield again with Tampa Bay, right? Ronald Jones seems to be the guy, but Leonard Fournette still getting a bunch of attempts. 14 a few weeks ago. I think Jones might have been out. He had uh Fournette seems to get, if I'm not mistaken more of the red Zone touches especially more than he should uh, he's getting a couple few targets a week anybody here appeal to you in the backfield
1: yeah I think I think they're going Rojo if they're going anywhere uh, I think Leonard fournette's been the pass down cat the pass down back who knows why um, he was never known as a pass down back until he came to Tampa Bay but here he is catching balls Right. Um, yeah I mean I think I think if I'm going anywhere here it's gonna be Rojo. There's a reason that Leonard Fournette has been the backup 95% of the year. And, uh, I think it's because Ronald Jones is clearly the better back there.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, wide receivers on the Washington side, Terry McLaurin, I guess, is fully healthy. But other than that, it's thin. Cam Sims, 39. Steven Sims, 3K. Sharp, Isaiah, Isaiah Wright, 3K. Uh, washington receivers any interest
1: uh Terry McLaurin's the only guy that I'm trying to pick up on that team um i think he's probably a little too cheap for the amount of targets that he's gonna get this week especially if they're trailing i think he's gonna just get peppered um him mckissick Logan thomas are all probably just gonna get way too many targets for the amount of money that they cost but
0: yeah who knows yeah. i
1: mean th- like this washington team could just get blown out of the water and then they all bust. But
0: right, I don't know. That's kind of what I expect to happen. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay receiving core. Uh, this is one of those problems where there's too many options again. Antonio Brown has just been getting a ton of targets 14 last week, six, seven. Um, I think the six and seven were after he retired this season, right? Isn't he the one or was that Des Bryant, no, that was Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Okay. Okay, my bad. Uh got to be a, it's not a dumpster fire podcast without a mistake like that <laughs> from me. Um obviously Godwin Evans I love because he's uh DeVonte Adams light they are always Edwin's, trying to get there, him. Evans is
1: nursing an injury though. So heads right. up on that. We need to keep an eye on that injury report. Um I Yeah, mean, I mean I think if I'm going anywhere in this wide receiver crew, I'm probably going Antonio Brown just because him and his roommate seem to be uh, (laughs) getting this thing going. He got 14 targets last week, which is insane. I mean, if he comes anywhere near that for 6.1, he should hit value easily and could very much boom and send your lineup to the top.
0: Yeah, no, 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 I agree. All right, let's uh, slap together a Saturday lineup real quick um, based on what we've been talking about. Something like this, Jared Allen um, with Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put your um, Washington football team defense in there. Antonio Brown, J.D. McKissick, Ronald Jones. We have 6,400 for a wide receiver and a flex uh, seems kind of nice. We could put Terry McLaurin in there and you still have a uh, 6,500 left over for a flex. That would mean Robert Woods, if you like Antonio Gibson, but we already have um, McKissick in there. Who are you thinking? Who is this? Uh, we could get Tyler Lockett in there, probably, if we wanted to come off McLaren. Where are you at?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, this is, with 6,500 there, obviously there's not really a great player that's at 6,500. Um, I mean,
0: Mike Evans it being a
1: three-game slate, yeah. You, I mean, you could go Mike Evans, but with it being a three-game slate, it's not the worst idea to leave a little money on the table. Yeah. Um, be a little different here, so... I mean, I think you just pick your favorite guy that is under that salary, and you ride with it.
0: Right. Um, you like <laughs> Cooper? Or you Cup. could,
1: or you could drop down to six K Cooper Cup, and you could go up from your um, go up on your defense and get up to your uh,
0: Rams. The, my Rams. All right, there it is. I'm going to lock it in. Josh Allen, Rojo, McKissick, Antonio Brown, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Dawson Knox, Cooper Cup, and the Rams... I don't know, man, that looks kind of sexy to me. All right. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put that in the listener league. Dumpster sports is our Twitter handle. The link will be there as well. Obviously it's on DraftKings. It's a dollar um, Joe. Let's switch to the Sunday slate. I'm going to type in this lineup. while you talk about Baltimore and Tennessee. This should be an interesting game. I think this Sunday slate's a lot more interesting than the Saturday slate. Um, Talk about Baltimore uh, versus Tennessee. I like both of these quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, this should be a good one. This is definitely the highest scoring game on uh, this Sunday slate with, uh, man, quick math. What is that, 54 and a half over, over under? Um, Baltimore is supposed to win this one by three and a half. Uh, Lamar Jackson is finally looking good down the stretch. Right. Uh, his last few games, last, what, five? He's been 20-plus, uh, 20 25 or more in four of those five. Um, he's finally starting to run again, so he's healthy. I think he is probably the best quarterback on this slate, so I'm not afraid to go there. I will probably be going there quite a bit. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, I, I like Ryan Tannehill too. Like you said, um, this, Tennessee, <laughs> this Tennessee secondary is awful, so I – could easily see Tennessee trailing and Ryan Tannehill have to bring them back. Uh and they have two elite alpha wide receivers. So I mean you might just stack up this game, get out to a lead and hope you can hold on.
0: Yeah, you know, I said this last week and I went this way. I don't even remember how it worked out. Probably not well based on having to redeposit uh earlier in the week. But uh Derek Henry and Tannehill can both go off. They actually um, go think- off
1: together. Often, like way more often than you would think a quarterback and a exclusively running, running back do.
0: Like it doesn't make
1: sense that they go off together, but they go off together often.
0: Right. And in a game like this, yeah, Tannehill had 28 last week. Obviously, Derrick Henry went off and he had 36. So I got to think that looks contrarian playing those two. I can't imagine a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. And I then mean, that way, here's here's the angle on that. Because that way if Derrick Henry does go off and Tannehill goes off, you're not gonna get wrong, you know, you're not gonna miss on the wide receivers necessarily. I mean, obviously if one of them goes nuts, but to me it reduces that risk quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean taking taking both of them, you're definitely you're guaranteeing that you get every touchdown, a piece of every touchdown on the board. Obviously you're eliminating your upside because Derrick Henry is most likely not going to catch balls for touchdowns. Sure. Um, And like you said, if, if AJ Brown goes off and has a three touchdown game, then you're kind of buried because you just have the quarterback half of that. And that's the lower scoring of the two. Um, But yeah, I I don't hate it because Derrick Henry, anytime that they get tackled inside the five, you know, who's getting the ball.
0: Right. Right. Um, last time Baltimore and Tennessee played, uh, Henry ran the ball for twenty-eight times, twenty points. He did have a he did have a touchdown. He had two targets, but it looks like a negative one receiving yard uh, off those two targets. Last time they played Baltimore, Tannehill had twenty-two points. So those two guys could easily easily get you forty. And that's one of them going nuts. They could also get you 60 plus. Uh, I don't think the same thing is necessarily the case for the Baltimore side. Let's talk running backs. Henry, obviously the beast um, on the slate. Baltimore's run defense. How do you feel about them? Here, let me go. Let me go last four weeks. Um, Points allowed. uh, Two running backs. Let's see, where's Baltimore at? Where are you at on that matchup? I mean, Baltimore is
1: not the defense that they were right. forever ago. Um, they're not the super scary run defense that everybody was freaking out about back when Ray Lewis was there and Ed Reed right. all them. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have any problem going Derrick Henry this week. Um, I, I don't know that I will because he is so highly priced compared to the rest of the field i mean right. it's him alvin kamara and then the next closest guy is david montgomery and he is a full 1600 under alvin kamara who's 700 under derrick henry that's i mean he wild. is just so highly priced for a guy that's never going to catch the ball so i i think that might be what keeps me off of derrick henry just that price tag and him having to do so much just like i've said every other week this season i'm sure it's getting old to everybody but that's probably what's going to keep me off Derrick Henry.
0: Dobbins or Edwards?
1: You know, uh, they they uh, they brought back Ingram last week. Ingram was getting yeah. some touches. So I, I don't know if I want anybody in this Baltimore backfield other than the main number right. one running back, and that is Lamar Jackson.
0: All right, so let's go wide receivers. If you're running with Jackson, um, you can go naked Jackson if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, because marquise brown he's 5400 but uh, i guess he had 21 last week off of eight targets but he had two uh touchdowns yeah i mean what are you doing with lamar and his receivers
1: on on this small of a slate you probably should stack um you can definitely go naked lamar and just stack up these other games but if i go lamar i will probably have one of brown or uh Mark Andrews, um, and just honestly hoping that somebody catches one. Uh,
0: I mean, everybody loves Mark Mark Andrews, but he had seven targets last week, didn't even have seven points, four catches, 27 receiving yards. He just doesn't end up downfield.
1: Yeah, I I think Mark Andrews, especially on this slate, is just you're paying up for a little more safety because – I mean, the, the five weeks before this last week that he got 6.7, he was 13, 20, 12, 17, 13. And I'm pretty positive without looking that you can't say that about anybody else playing tight end on this slate.
0: Right. No, that's true. Double digits for like five weeks in a row. I, you know, I love a tight end, so I don't mind that. Um, wide receivers on the Tennessee side, some good options uh, Corey Davis, obviously, AJ Brown, obviously. Um, what about Des Bryant? I know you said what well, you said he was dusty. He had uh, two weeks with uh touchdown uh in a row. He's only three K.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a small enough slate that he could get you there with his men price and catching the touchdown, but man, if he doesn't catch that touchdown,
0: yeah, you're both taking those weeks zero. are real gross. Right. All right. So, uh, Tennessee wide receivers. I mean, really, they only have the two guys, right? AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Maybe yeah, some John the, I Smith. I mean,
1: for the most part, um, man. Corey Davis is just this guy's too cheap. He should not be a four point eight k wide receiver at all, ever, anytime. Um, man, I, <laughs> if if you have a projection subscription anywhere and that guy's not in the optimal lineup, I would be surprised. Uh, 4.8K for Corey Davis just seems crazy to me. Too cheap, huh? Way too cheap for the amount of targets that he's getting. Uh, I mean, there's there's weeks that he doesn't get the targets, and those are probably the weeks that uh, DeHember is going off. But, man, if, if Derrick Henry's not going off, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown could both put up ridiculous numbers in a Tannehill stack and...
0: But but isn't uh, Derrick Henry's price going to keep him fairly low owned?
1: I don't think so. I, oh. I mean, especially looking at these wide receivers. I mean, you got like guys like Corey Davis on the slate for four point eight k. You got Michael Thomas for six point three k. I mean, there's just there's there's receivers on the slate that seem way too low. Deontay Johnson's been getting ten plus targets like every week forever, and he's six point two.
0: Yeah, I'm going. Landry is
1: the number one, and he's 5.8. I mean.
0: Dude, trust me. I'm going Deontay Johnson this week. Uh, we'll get to that game in moments. All right. Let's move to the next game, Chicago, and the Saints. The Saints, a 10-point favorite here. Um, but ugh, the quarterbacks, I mean, I know Drew Brees, all respect to that guy, but he's just not going to win you any sort of a GPP. He's under 6K. Trubisky... Um, Five point three, but he's going up against the Saints. Any interest there?
1: I kind of like. I kind of like Trubisky. Yeah, solely because he's going to give you that rushing floor, and then he also is going to be trailing. I mean, th- there's almost I wouldn't. I won't say there's no chance, but more than likely, Trubisky and the Bears are trailing this game, and he is trying to bring them back. Um, so if he if he's running which you'd think he would be because that's probably his best asset and he's throwing the ball all over the place. You would think he could get to a decent 20 point game, which is easily paying off his salary. But then again, it's Mitch Trubisky and who knows?
0: Right. Uh, let's look at real quick. I wanted to see, um, I think we already talked about interceptions given up the bears with 16 interceptions this season. Uh, it's quite a few. And if you go to the other side, um, interceptions for defenses uh, tied for first. The Saints. I don't know, man. You know, you know. I I have this anti-Mitchell tilt. I don't know why I don't like him, and I can't see it this week. But you make a good point. They're going to be playing catch up. Yeah, uh, running cool. backs
1: what? also. Yeah. interceptions aren't really. I I don't care I about interceptions. Like if he if Mitch Trubisky goes out there throws a pick six. He's right back on the field. He lost a point and now he's gaining points on the comeback. So,
0: I mean, I hear you, but at some point, dude, to me, especially in the playoffs, bad teams just perform bad. You know, I I just, that's why I kicked myself for playing the Jets too many times this season. Although Jacksonville doesn't quite hold, but I hear you. There's only. What do we say? Six quarterbacks to choose from. He's fairly cheap. I can see it. I probably, to be honest with you, like Trubisky more than Drew Brees. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe because Taysom Hill could come in, who knows, on the nine and get three snaps. Yeah. Um, I mean, Taysom
1: Hill is the big worry there. He could, he could vulture a touchdown from Drew Brees, from Kamara, from Michael Thomas, from all of them. So that's Um, a big worry about that team.
0: Speaking of Kamara, is he playing or not? He's had this questionable tag for a while, it seems like.
1: So he is coming back off COVID. I think if this game was on Saturday, I think the Saints would be playing again without any of their running backs, but I think because he I think because it came out last Thursday, he technically hits the ten days, and as long as he keeps his negative tests rolling, he's good to go for this week.
0: All right, so let's talk about running backs in this game. Montgomery, 6.9. Kamara, 8.5. Latavius down there. Um, David Montgomery, obviously, with a tough matchup. Uh, low team total. Kamara catches passes. Where are you at?
1: I think these are my two favorite running backs on the slate, honestly. Um, I think both of these guys are going to be catching passes. If the Bears are down... Um, they're not hesitating to throw the ball to Derek, or to David Montgomery. Uh, last week, they were down to the Packers. David Montgomery got nine targets, caught all nine of them for 63 yards. Um, and while he was doing that, he still got 22 rush attempts. The week before that, he had 23. The week before that, he had 32. So, obviously, that he's the workhorse. He is going to get as many touches as he can handle this week. And then Alvin Kamara, uh, <laughs> Drew Brees is as dusty as they get. And yeah. Alvin Kamara is getting all the targets out of the backfield, getting, I mean, on Christmas, he had all the rushing attempts and man, six touchdowns is just insane. But obviously that's not going to happen again. But I I like these two because they are both high floor players with the um, amount of passing upside. They both
0: have. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. I mean, Kamara has been resting since was it Christmas day or whatever that he scored 56 points with six touchdowns. Yeah. And then go ahead and take a couple weeks off or whatever it's been. Yeah. I can see why he's projected to be 50% owned Uh, wide receivers in this game. um, I don't know, man. I got to throw out there uh, Darnell Mooney, 13 (laughs) targets. If you think they're down, he's the guy that they're bombing it to, right? Um, I'm pretty sure his air yards are a little insane. He did have uh, 20 points last game. Um, Michael Thomas, is he coming back?
1: Do we know? I mean... mean You would think (laughs) the guy's been out forever, it feels like. Right? If he's back, he's too cheap at 6.3K. You'd think he's fully healthy um, or they wouldn't be playing him. So if if he's in this week, he's going to be in my lineup on Sunday.
0: Right. Seriously. But are you going to put in with Kamara?
1: I don't think that's an issue uh, as much. I think it's just like double stacking a couple wide receivers with the quarterback. Um, I, I don't think. I think putting Kamara and Michael Thomas in the same lineup is no different than putting like a Corey Davis, AJ Brown in the same lineup or right, a Travis Be- Kelsey and uh Tyree kill, because they're just going to get so many, such a high percentage of the targets, regardless that it's not hurting either one of them that bad.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Uh, Would you, did you say something about Allen Robinson?
1: Um, i didn't, but I, I don't know if I want to go Allen Robinson. I think he's obviously going to see the number one receiver this week, or the number one corner this week, so I think he might be the guy that I am not on. That said, yeah. he, he has been Trubisky's favorite target until last week when it was Mooney, um, but I'll probably go Mooney for the savings if I'm going anywhere in this uh, Chicago wide receiver crew.
0: Let's talk about this last game of the weekend. What a complete mess. Cleveland is in. Didn't they have one of their wide receivers get busted with a joint?
1: Did they? Who was that? Oh man, I don't know. I haven't heard this. Uh, I heard that one of their coaches, I think has COVID. So I think no, their head coach has COVID. And the
0: offensive coordinator.
1: Oh yeah. This, this could be rough. Uh,
0: Who was it? He was caught drag racing. Yeah. Wide receiver Rashad Higgins and um, the tackle Jadaric Willis uh, they were pulled over for drag racing on Tuesday morning now the cop let him go with a ticket but he was like where you at with this joint and he was like ah yeah well and the cop made him stomp on it um, didn't I don't know what the legality of that sticky icky is in Ohio. I know Dave uh, Chappelle lives there, so things maybe have changed, but um, not a great look for him. Cleveland is a mess between the COVID, the coaching situation. Listen, right now, the line is 6 I, don't, I know Pittsburgh hasn't been playing great, but this is the most Cleveland thing ever to sneak into the playoffs and then lose your coaching staff uh, to <laughs> coronavirus. Um, so this is the game that honestly, Joe, is most appealing to me, especially the Pittsburgh side. I think um, Cleveland is just imploding and I think Pittsburgh is going to benefit Um I mean, I know we're talking Dusty, but I like Roethlisberger uh, against Cleveland. I like Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I know Baker has running upside and he's considerably cheaper. Where are you at on these quarterbacks?
1: Man, uh, I I don't like Baker. Uh, Baker is my Trubisky for you. Okay. okay. uh, I probably won't be going Baker at all ever um yeah there's just something that doesn't let me play baker mayfield
0: no i don't Um, i don't blame you
1: i might play ben but ben is kind of in the same situation that we run into with tom brady where if you don't pick the right guy you're sol and just sitting there holding the bag and ben might have a good game but if you don't have Juju Smith-Schuster, who has a random three touchdown game, that-
0: right? Or Chase Claypool,
1: right? Okay, and you Claypool might have talked- can do it okay. on two targets.
0: Okay, I think we've been talking about this game for forty-seven seconds. You talked me off of it. Um, <laughs> what about this last time, Cleveland? And I was looking at Ben's stats. He had two games in a row where he threw the ball over 50 times. He had a 49 in there. Last time they played Cleveland, though, he only threw the ball 22 times. Did he get hurt? Because
1: What was the score in that game?
0: Uh, let's see if I can figure that out because he only had 10 points, 10.9. I don't remember him getting hurt. Um, yeah, I don't
1: think he got hurt at all this year.
0: He had... He only had 10.9. He only had 22 pass attempts, the lowest on the season for him. So I don't know what happened there. Um, So maybe I'm off Ben, but James Conner has not been impressive. And the Cleveland backfield is kind of up in the air again. You just don't know where it's going to go. Running backs in this game. Yeah, I mean, too many other good running back options, right?
1: Yeah, I think I, I'm liking the running backs in that Saints and Chicago game a little too much. Um, Derrick Henry's on the on the list, so it, it's just going to be too difficult to get to James Conner, who right half the season hasn't hasn't right. done anything. Right, I mean the last couple of weeks he's been, he's gotten decent targets, but he's had nine rushing attempts, five rushing attempts.
0: Yeah, the guy hasn't right.
1: had 15 since uh, the Baltimore game, which was the first week in November.
0: So let's talk about wide receivers. Again, Cleveland is just a mess. So, I mean, I guess you could go Jarvis Landry. He's kind of appealing. But then on the other side, you have Pittsburgh with three guys above 5K, including Deontay Johnson, 6.2. And you have Eric Ebron maybe coming back. You know, that dude gets targets, Vance McDonald out there. Uh, Where are you at on wide receivers in this game?
1: Yeah. um, I I mean, I think this is going to be a week that you just you kiss it, you keep it simple, and you count your money at the end of the week. You you play the guys that are. I would love that. You you pay the guy. You play the guys that are underpriced, and you run away with your money. And Deontay Johnson seems like he's underpriced for a guy that gets thirteen targets a week every week. It seems like.
0: Okay. So look. What about the other guys? Claypool, Juju, Higgins? I mean, look, let's look at Higgins. Um, Three targets, 5, 10, uh, over these last four weeks. 21, 18, 11, and 7 points. Um, And if you think Cleveland's going to be coming from behind, maybe Higgins? I mean, I know you don't like... Baker, um, if you think Jarvis Landry is being covered by, you know, their best guy,
1: yeah, I I mean Jarvis Landry, I think is planned as a slot more often than not. So I I don't think that um, Pittsburgh's moving their best guy to the slot to cover that. Right? Um, Okay. That said, also if if you think that Pittsburgh's running away with this one, Kareem Hunt might be a sneaky play this week right As the pass catching back in this backfield
0: yeah i mean man i wish i could um get to him so all right let's uh let's try to ooh, do, 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 let's try to build a lineup right quick uh, so i can run away with the money like you said um so if i put where's kareem hunt okay so i'm 300 dollars over here Um, And you already talked me off of this, so we're going to change it for sure. But Roethlisberger, Kamara Henry, Deontay Johnson, uh, Mooney Davis, Jonu Smith, Kareem Hunt, and the Steelers. So let's go back to quarterbacks. Um, I mean, as far as pricing goes, Roethlisberger – is um, third cheapest. So do I move up to Tannehill or Lamar? <sighs> or is this lineup just all bad? No, I don't, I
1: don't think it's all bad by any means. Um, yeah, I mean, Ben being that cheap is kind of insane, honestly. Uh, right? I mean, it's Lamar out by himself, and then everybody else is just kind of back here sitting in a pack.
0: Right. So, um I, I mean, I don't hate playing
1: Ben. I just hate not knowing who he's thrown to.
0: Well, yeah, I know. Um, but versus Lamar, you're saving 1700,
1: but you also could be losing 20 points.
0: Right. If you don't pick the right guy. Um, all right. Let's say, let's try this Tannehill, but you said Derek Henry wasn't your favorite. So let's start with the running backs. Kamara, And um, who'd you say was your other favorite Montgomery?
1: Yeah, which I don't love playing the two running backs from the same game, but they they both catch enough passes. If their teams are down that you should be
0: okay. All right. So then you also said Corey Davis was the lock because he's way too cheap, right? I don't know about
1: a lock, but yes, I think Corey Davis is too cheap. Yes.
0: Okay, and then also, uh, who else did we say? Maybe Michael Thomas, but we don't know if he's playing. Um, Deontay Johnson just gets too many targets. You said that. Um, So right now we're not sitting too bad. Uh, Kamara Montgomery, Davis Robinson. Um, No, we wanted Mooney. Can I put my boy Mooney in there? Yeah, why not? put my boy Mooney in there. Let's get Mooney. All right, so... um, at this point, let's see. Uh, let's go back to tight end. Where are you at on tight ends? Uh, is this a punt week? You like Andrews?
1: Uh, I and, think Andrews is definitely the safest. I think he also has the highest ceiling by quite a bit. So I think if you can afford him, he's probably the place to go. Um, if you can't, it's uh, I a to. What, able- what fits. Because Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to. I don't think we're going to be able to. What about Cole Komet? Um, he seems to get targets, but not touchdowns, which is kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he got eight targets last week. One was a red zone target. So I don't hate that. Um, caught Jimmy balls. Graham
0: oh, burnt me last week, which was a bummer. Um, after having 22 the week before, um, Okay, because he's cheap and we're kind of pun, Cole Komet in there at tight end. Well, let's put in our defense. Who do you like on the defensive side? Um, I don't know, man. I like the Steelers. They're kind of pricey. Um, but if we put the Steelers in there, again, just because Cleveland is such a mess, if they're not going to – who's going to be calling plays? The punter? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously. I thought yeah, I man, read. I, I don't. It's a mess.
1: I don't know. So- uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't dislike the Steelers because of that, but uh, man, I, I think if there's one leak in my game, it's I just I don't ever pay up for defense. So I, I think going the Steelers here probably isn't a bad idea, but it's probably not something that I will see in my lineups just because it's not something I ever end up doing.
0: Okay, so if I put those guys in there, though, we have 6,500 remaining for two spots, which is a quarterback and a flex player. Um, What's your gut say? I mean, at this point, constructing a lineup, would you look at flex and pick out your favorite and then go to quarterback with your remaining or you go in quarterback and then flex with the remaining?
1: I mean, you kind of want to man i you kind of want to pick your quarterback that fits with your receivers to make a stack here um but i think we're different enough like we have enough guys from a diff- from different teams at wide receiver that we could pick our flex and then go back and just kind of see who fits at quarterback i mean quarterback is that that position that every week everybody's projected whether it's the top guy on the slate that's 8k or the guy that's 5k i mean the the top guy is going to be projected around 25 the bottom guy is going to be projected around 16 and with that savings i mean it's just insane so i I don't think quarterback is ever a position that you should i I like to pick my wide receivers and then go get quarterback so i don't have a problem going flex here okay long winded answer
0: yeah no no okay well let me say this we if we put um derrick henry and flex we can't afford a quarterback which i don't know that they'll allow yeah I don't um, think we, can we, do that. we can't even afford mason rudolph at that point so um let's look at the flex wait here let's say we go lamar we have uh, 5,300 left. So then salary wise, you're looking at Chase Claypool, Emmanuel Sanders, James Conner. Uh, you are your favorite Mark, thing to do? Double tight end? <laughs> Mark Andrews? Yeah. With Lamar? Ooh. Okay. Now, you know I don't hate that. You know I, know I like don't that. Hate that. Now, your angle is going to be that's not going to win you a GPP, right?
1: I mean, 3 games slate, it's a little different. Um, Mark Andrews is a guy that's – he's he's not going to have the ceiling of – like, he doesn't have the same ceiling as a Corey Davis, A.J. Brown wide receiver, but his ceiling is high enough at that price tag that he could get you there. As long as your other tight end is low enough priced and catches a touchdown or something, you could still win the whole thing.
0: Right. Couldn't we? Yeah. Um, all right. So we can look at that. The other way we could go would be um, All right. Or, okay, let's take uh, Andrews out of there. Let's go to quarterback. Let's take out Lamar and let's go to Trubisky. I can't do Trubisky. Let's go Ben. Got him paired up hater. with Deion. I know. I can't do it. I know. <laughs> so let's see who we have left for flex. At that point, we have 7,000 left for flex, which would give us A.J. Brown. Oh, I
1: mean, then you just jam A.J. Brown, and you called it good. Yeah, but then we have two Tennessee. That's fine. It's a three-game slate.
0: Really? Yeah. Do you like him over Nick Chubb, over uh, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I mean, we could probably get Kareem Hunt in there and then move up to Mark Andrews.
1: So I I prefer A.J. Brown in this lineup, especially because we don't have a Derrick Henry. Right. So if, if Derrick Henry fails in this game, Derrick Henry doesn't get to his almost 30 points that he needs to succeed and get you to where you need to be. More than likely, it's because either nobody on Tennessee had a game, had, had a good enough game, so you don't want to be rostering anybody, or the passing game went off, and then you basically have a 50-50 shot. that A.J. Brown is the reason that that happened.
0: Right. Well, and so here's the thing. If Derrick Henry goes off, you're dead because Corey Davis or A.J. Brown didn't necessarily get any points, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, we saw last week when obviously Derrick Henry went off. A.J. Brown still had 31, so they can both get there. That's I, I mean, if Tannehill's getting there with Derrick Henry, then one of these wide receivers is most likely getting there also, unless Tannehill's just running everything else in. But
0: Right. Corey Davis had nine last week, though. Yeah, I
1: mean, I A.J. Mean, Brown I, is wasn't. definitely the alpha there, and the prices are telling you that, too. But, uh, man, Corey Davis is just at 4.8K. He could go off any week, and 4.8 is just not not an okay price tag for that man.
0: (laughs) So, the only other move I think we could do would be to... I don't know, man. I could move down to Trubisky, right? Because we do have Cole Komet and uh, Daryl Mooney in there. Then we also have Montgomery. Um, Can we get up to Derrick Henry? We cannot... Okay, listen, Sunday's a mess. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where we're at. This is not a lot of good input, I don't think. I was <laughs> hoping that you would come through, buddy, and uh, just tell me how to set a lineup so I could print that money, but I just can't get there.
1: I mean, the lineup that I'm looking at right now that I that I set is uh, it's really gross at defense. Uh, it's double tight end like you like. And then I think it's just, it, it might be my favorite plays the rest of the way. And I think it's a couple guys that are too cheap. Um, so I, I have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. I have the Montgomery Kamara pairing at uh, running back. I have Mooney, Deontay Johnson, Michael Thomas, uh, <sighs> Mark Andrews, Cole Komet, and the Titans defense. Um, normally I wouldn't like to go three, the three little bears here, but with them being all cheap, other than Montgomery, who's going to get a ridiculous amount of volume. I don't, it doesn't bother me
0: as much. That is, uh, that is dude. That is one super cheap. What are you doing? Um, (laughs) Okay. That is one super cheap defense.
1: Yeah, man. Tight. is Girls. Isn't it? Yeah, but seems especially against my quarterback, but you got to do what you got to do to fit in the guys you like. And if if you're telling me that I I'm going to pay 2.2k and have a zero there or I can pay 3.6 for the Steelers and get 4 points, like I'm okay saving the extra 1400 and getting up from random receiver to receiver that
0: I like. Right. Okay, so let me put in my defense here. And, um, oh, okay, let me put in my defense. Oh, okay, I can't get there with this. All right. Um, and then we're going to compare to see what Roto Grinders thinks. You're ready to hear my gorgeous, super sexy print that money lineup?
1: feel like you're really overselling this thing
0: yeah i think i am too uh this <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit of a mess here okay you ready three for game
1: this plate. everybody's everybody's lineup should look a little messy all
0: right what's yours project at
1: you just read your lineup first
0: okay oh yeah i didn't even tell you what it was roethlisberger Kamara. wait no 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 Roethlisberger, Kamara, Henry, Davis, Mooney, Juju, Komet, Kareem Hunt, and the Steelers defense. I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's yours project at?
1: 139.06.
0: Okay. Well, never mind. (laughs) What's your ownership though? Uh,
1: I don't know. Let me, let me check.
0: I still have six hundred bucks to spend. Let me see if <laughs> let me adjust. Why are
1: you just leaving six hundred bucks on the table?
0: Let me adjust. Uh, uh, my
1: projected ownership is two sixty five point
0: seven. Okay, my projected ownership was wow. Okay, your lineup much better, much. <laughs> I cannot deny much better than mine. Let me see if I can move up. All right, how about I go double tight end save. Uh, I got up to 132 with the double tight end, 256 ownership, 132. What'd you say yours projected at? Uh,
1: 139.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Joe's lineup is the one I'm going to be running (laughs) in the listener league this weekend. If you could go ahead and text that to me, Joe, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Then you could beat your own lineup. How about that?
1: I mean, I feel like I've been trying to do that for the last six weeks. So uh, what's new?
0: Ah, <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Uh, getting down to the end. Do you still feel like the Chiefs are going to win? Uh, win it all. Run it back. Yeah, man. Hoping. Okay. Knock on that wood. Uh, we went extra long, an hour yeah. and some six odd games minutes. And, uh, six game slate.
1: Really, just blew the over out of the water.
0: Listen, if I were to edit this down to actual good content and uh, quality DFS advice... About seven minutes. Okay, so yeah, if somebody could do that, that would be amazing. Uh, no Shark Daddy this week, but he will be in the listener leagues. Two of them, one for each slate. So join us, Dumpster Sports, on Twitter. I hear Joe's dog is barking. What's that mean, Joe? Was that your dog? Uh, no. Oh, I'm hearing things, so that's even better reason <laughs> to shut her down. Who's music? It's been so long, I forgot who you said we were. Oh, Dane? Dave, Lillard, man. Alright, Dame Lillard's gonna take us out. Join the listener league. Come get this money. Enjoy them frosty takes. Until next week. Good luck, Joe.
1: Good right, luck, man. I hope you finish right behind me.
0: Ah. Uh, easy working, you know it, but fans ride you. I know you know what niggas really love you. They a lie too. And it hit different with pressure. Really apply for Goofy cutting checks and his being sponsoring side dudes. I could walk away and not lose a second of sleep. Run right up on a whoop, cause I got the texture of sheet. Classy with my bullshit. I professor lesson in beef paying cats to write his decease to pay for relief use a cloud chaser even after all the success fake love on the camera